Hello and welcome to episode 67 of the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. Mid-Off, because by midway through, you'll probably want to switch off. I'm your host, Ross. Let me introduce the team. The boy from the wrong side of the tracks moved to Perth. Welcome, David. Uh, I tell you what, boys, it's great to be back. Um, if only for me stopping the pedestrian stuff that you blokes trotted out the last couple of episodes. Uh, <laughs> I reckon the numbers will swell pretty considerably right now with me being back. Yep, like blood flowing to the nether regions, hey? It will swell. <laughs> mm. <laughs> A man who just said Shane Watson modelled his game on. Welcome, Michael. Hello, gents. Australia's number one Mitch Marsh fan and our guru, welcome Alex. Hello fellas. Uh, Davey, it's very echoey in your end, mate. Looks like there's an apartment with like, literally no furniture in it. <laughs> yeah, well, thanks for making fun of my living situation. <laughs> I'm just a man who's taken a risk and trying to do something good in my life and, and now you're going to pop me for that. Well, I'm punching down, mate. That's what I do. Uh, no, you ain't punching down on me, big fella, let me tell you. <laughs> Trying to reach up. Mm. Mm. This no, is nice a Big Lug production, brought to you by our Tier 1 sponsors for 2018. The Dot Matrix Printing Company. The Tractor Printer Paper Company. <laughs> the Wacker Ground, Sun in Your Eyes, since 1975. Yoho Diablo, Brits Diablo, Paul <laughs> Yoho Diablo, Gateway Drug to Fire 12. <laughs> And what, what's that thing called? The snakeboard. Dislocating kneecap since 1991. Channel 31. Pyramid Bank. And now Red Rooster. Yep. That's it. Hello. And O Porto. And Chicken Treat. Don't forget it for our Western Australian brand. Chicken Treat. Yeah. Oh, okay. Go on up. Put your drumsticks out. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that, was a pretty, that was a pretty ordinary start, Ross. Are you nervous because I'm back? <laughs> no, it's, I, I lost my sheet. You wouldn't know, but I've, I've lost my sheet. I've oh, right. a few episodes. Yeah, the one you've, so the one you've been writing memory. for 60 episodes. Yeah, that one. That one where I cross <laughs> off the episode numbers. Yeah, I lost it. You need to get it back it's for like, episode um, 69 in a month, mate. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I should hope so. I don't know what analogy it is. It's like, yeah. I don't know, someone lost something important. That's the analogy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, it's led to some seamless. less than overwhelming starts. So yeah. Underwhelming intros. And don't forget our uh, merchandise that's just started. Mick. Yeah, so we've uh, launched an online shop, for lack of a better term. Uh, hit up Red Bubble, so the colour red, bubble as in bubble. Com. Um, go on a search. If you put in mid-off podcast, our three shirts come up. So some people, when they've been searching, um, the logos come up, but they're not necessarily on T-shirts. They might be on like a hoodie or like a baby top or something like that. Just click on the actual picture and you can choose the product in there. We've got uh, hoodies, T-shirts, phone covers. We've got ladies' T-shirts, ladies' tops, you know, going into Mother's Day. Get your seat. Every moment you want... Every mum out there wants a mid-off podcast t-shirt, so hook your mum up for Mother's Day. <laughs> oh, shit. Who's the prick who owns the brewery or works at the brewery? Uh, Denzel, Denzel works Washington. at the brewery. Denzel, he'll be great buying heck. something for mm. sure. For sure. Yeah, great heck, yeah, absolutely. He'll be buying yeah. something. Mm. And um, I think Christopher Henstock would look good going to a Lanks game. Yes, a definitely. cricket hoodie. Well, he mm. should buy his wife um, a female t-shirt after sort of... Well, from what we could tell, abandoning her for the last 15 years from watching cricket. (laughs) (laughs) 
But uh, the good thing about the website... She's American, so she'd like a hoodie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the good thing about the website, uh, last thing I'll just before we move on, is um, they're basically... It's all online and they have three printing places. So they have one in um, Europe, one in the US and one in Australia. So the turnaround times are pretty quick as well if you yeah, do order something. Yeah, like three days. We'll yeah. Hold on. A hoodie. Mm. A Hold on. Can I just ask a question? Store? Yes, you can. So it's a clothing company and it's not printed in Asia? No. Well, we. Yeah. Yep. The, the, one... the jumpers are all made there, then they ship Yeah, then they ship them over here in print. Ah, that's true. But, um, <laughs> yeah, on, the Australian oh, one's oh. in Melbourne. It's in uh, Flinders Lane or somewhere like that. I so. think they also ship the illegal immigrants over to work in the printing yeah. industry too. All right, Gin. Still yeah. our job. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're going to do a live Patreon read. Okay, so here's all the people who have contributed to our Patreon <laughs> campaign in the last six years. <laughs> okay, on with the show. Well, first up, <laughs> this has been an underwhelming start. This is no, National Teen Talk. <laughs> national Teen Talk, well... The big news since last episode was that uh, the schedule of the home summer has come out, and it looks like this. It's South Africa are coming for three ODIs and a T20, mm-hmm. and India are coming for three T20s, four tests and three ODIs, and then yep. Sri Lanka are coming for two tests after that. That's fine. When's, um, when's Bangladesh coming out, Ross? Oh, well, we'll get to that a little bit later. Okay. Right? Let's start with the... Let's do a forensic analysis of this schedule. Yeah. I'm sure you'll want me to. No, okay. South Africa uh, get to play, first of all, the PM's 11. So they fly into Canberra. And oh, then, wow. Yeah, I know. Then their first ODI is in Perth. So they get to go back across the country that they just flew over coming in from South Africa. <laughs> the PM's 11. I'm sure they could have just played a WA 11 at the Wacker or something. But anyway. PM's 11 is important. No, it's not. Will it be? Okay, and I'm sure. I, I, I just hope it's washed out because it's on October the 31. <laughs> yeah. Chances are. Isn't um? Well, that that'll be on Foxtel under the new broadcast agreement too, won't it? That is correct. Ooh, yeah. Yes. It is the only tour match that is televised on Foxtel, I believe. Okay. All right. Well, then yes, the ODIs one. are in. Yeah, Perth, Adelaide, and then Hobart. The third one's in Hobart, and that is. Um, Hobart's international cricket done for the summer by November the 11th. <laughs> and it might be a washout. <laughs> oh, big no, chance. It will what be are they thinking out. putting an ODI on the 11th of November in Hobart? That's almost as bad as playing the PM's 11 in October in Canberra. Yeah. It'd be about right. four degrees. <laughs> I reckon there might be a chance that it's the only time ever that... Um, Australian players will wear beanies while bowling. Yeah, yeah. Peter Siddle style. Pierre. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And um, then South Africa, gee, they get to travel the country. They start in Canberra, then they go to Perth, Adelaide, Hobart, and then they get to finish off with one T20 at Metricon Stadium Gold Coast. Oh, oh. why wouldn't you? What a way to finish. Go and yeah. be pissed at Sin City yeah. Nightclub. <laughs> Say good day to the Beatermates. <laughs> Hang out with Kappa Oh sorry, say how's it to the Vietnamese <laughs> Dr. Rudy here Okay, and then 
The best thing is that they play in Hobart on the 11th of November and then they've got a full six days to get up to the Gold Coast oh, you've got for the one T20. No, yeah. you need six days think... in Hobart. It's a fucking metropolis. They're going to catch the um, Abel Tasman across to Melbourne and then get on a, um, <laughs> a bus tour. They're just going to um, go up the East Coast. Uh, fellas, two words for you. Cascade Factory. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Cadbury Factory, too. Mm. Oh, yeah, don't forget the Cadbury Factory. What else is down there? I think Uh, there's some form of, like, a strawberry farm, too, somewhere near Hobart. I wouldn't know. But you might, because you'd ditch that grand final to go on a trip to Tassie, didn't you? You could go down down to the Isthmus on uh, Broody Island, if you like. I can't have been to Hobart. I actually heard that they were going down to Hobart on grand final weekend, Alex. (laughs) Uh, yep, uh, yep, they're uh, going to do that just like I did many, many, many years ago. It's like Commandant Sard, many, many years ago. Commandant yeah, Sard, yeah. I thought they were actually going to spend some time at um, Salamanca Market and then go down to Constitution Dock to see where the tall ships come in at the City to Hobart race. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to get their boats the out and drive next to the big ships in, because yeah. that's a thing Lots of the South Africans, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, they're actually really big fans of open water yacht racing. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to the rowing hour, fellas. They do come across as wankers, so it's not that surprising. <laughs> they're massive spinnaker fans, I hear. And they love yeah, wearing yeah, rugby spinnaker. shirts. Spinnaker chests, uh, rugby tops under, on top of uh, Ralph Lauren polos with the collar pop. Yep. Yeah, that's the, and, that's yeah. the style. Boat shoes and pants. Them and yachties, very close. Up a bit <laughs> so you can see your ankles. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they get round in their boat shoes with the chino trousers with the cuffs up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Full week. All right. Um, so then, after that Saturday night Gold Coast T20 against South Africa, on the Wednesday night, there's a... T20 against India at the Gabba. Don't you think that's odd, having two T20s in the same state within five days of each other? I mean, it's good fixturing. Good <laughs> fixturing, okay. Well, Australian team don't have to travel very far. That's and true. And that's the first of three T20s against uh, India. The second one's at the MCG and the third one at the SCG. And then it's the first test at the Adelaide Oval, December 6 to 10. So that's a day-night test, is it, Ross? Yeah, that is correct. Just like every other year. Oh, no, hang on. No, it's not. It's a day test. <laughs> Got some oh. late mail, Ross. Right. Oh, whoops. So, uh, Mick, do you want to take us away with what happened there? <laughs> so, um, all righty. So, the the BCCI, CCCI, um, huffed and puffed and blew the day-night test down, I think. So, they stamped their feet. They carried on like pork chops. They said... The direct quote was, um, it's unfair because we haven't played in those conditions before and the Australians play in those conditions every summer, so it's an unfair advantage. Yeah. Well, that's true because they don't ever have an unfair advantage when they play at home, Mick. Yeah, and, well, and I'll quote um, the great James Brayshaw who, um, reacted great. To this co- who reacted to this comment on his Triple M show um, the other day. What a load of bullshit. Like Bull said, these fucking cunts roll out <laughs> home tests under their own conditions, they dust bowls, whatever they need to do to win, that's what they roll out, and they are well within their rights to do that. And Australia complain 
probably amongst themselves, but they don't complain publicly. And the, we're at the point now where the BCCI, it's, it's what I, I read something the other day, something like, it's the BCCI because cricket is controlled by India. It's just that fucking simple. They control the whole thing. The ICC is a toothless tiger. They've finally got a non-Indian bike in charge of the ICC, but he doesn't do anything anyway, so it's pointless. But for them to complain, and for them to even have a say in it is bullshit as well. Like, it's just... It's, they're, it's just the same as everything else. They're late to the party. These are the same fuckers who didn't want to use DRS and then bitched a moment they got a bad fucking decision. It's just... This is where India are. They're going, they, they'll be... In 10 years' time, there'll be a day-night test against them there. They'll just be late to the fucking party. Yeah. So, for me, it's like the BCCI, nearly every series they've gone away to have requested something to be changed before they go. Yeah. It's almost like that they're setting up like an expectation of them changing something. So yeah. it becomes sort of semi-normal. I don't know if I'm getting too like George I, DeBell and... Really I think it's just, I think it's just but, a power move. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Yeah, like they're sort of yeah. setting up so, oh, well, BCCI are going to do... They're going to do a power move yeah. every single time they tour anywhere. They did it with the World Cup. They can't play the first week or something or whatever it is. I think yeah. they've threatened to yeah. not even... They didn't even go to West Indies, I think. Was that? I don't know. Or were they threatened to pull out of a West Indies tour based on something? And that wouldn't surprise me. Oh. Don't bring facts into this, L, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, facts. It happened when the West Indies toured... Yeah, India, it all collapsed. Yeah, you're yeah. right, something happened. I think they got the shits up with the West Indies too because they went to Pakistan. No, this was before. Wait, oh, was this was like two or three years ago. I can't imagine that got them in the good books of India anyway, but... No. I don't, I don't get the reluctance to embrace change in India uh, considering they have the IPL. So yeah, I know. Why are they anti-DRS? Why are they anti-Danite tests? It, they could have made any of the tests. All the grounds have lights. Yeah. It might legitimately be them worried because they are terrible overseas, like everyone yeah. else, and obviously their board is worried but, about not winning overseas. They're actually they're playing in, like Australia. Have we ever mm. lost a day by tenths? I don't think we have. No, I don't think so. Look, but, they're not going to win anyway because the ball bounces above knee height. <laughs> exactly. Based on their last few tours here, they're going to get fucking beaten anyway. Yeah, so they either get beaten at night or they get beaten during the day. Just bend yeah. over and take your fucking beat. They might get beaten in twilight too. Yeah. In, uh, <laughs> the day they actually have a good recent record at the Adelaide Oval. They won in 2003 there. Ajita Gurkha took a yeah, hat full of what, wickets. What about all the other ovals? That seems recent, Ross. 2003. It's only 15, 15 years ago. They do a tour here every year. 2008, they had a draw. Yeah, that's true. 2012, I can't remember what happened. Oh, uh, we, we were there them. in 2012. We were there. Yeah. We won by like five innings. Oh, that's right. We flogged them. Pulled their pants down and stuck a steel rod up their buttocks. Yeah, you yeah, still, you can't remember because you are at Jurassic Park all fucking night and you can't remember shit from what happened. <laughs> oh, I, I, was on a, I was uh, using nautical terms. When we were out <laughs> there. that bloke got it. That bloke... That's when that bloke was so pink they started using him for the fucking day-night balls afterwards. That oh, the, the guy, guy got sunburned. Jesus. And old mate drinking his homemade ginger beer in the background. That's <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Fuck. Fucking splitting. That happens much anymore. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, there you go. I would have said to uh, India, I would have called them bottom feeders and done something else. Work for the TV, right? If I was Cricket Australia, because that's what Cricket Australia did. You just throw your weight around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the... Um, Part of our culture, just to be a prick. 
punch down, Ross, just mm-hmm. like I did to Bull earlier. Yeah, punch down. We are you Australia. Fuck you. You don't punch yeah. down to me, Al. <laughs> so the other thing right, that then the carnival of what what would be interesting though that the day night test would have fitted in better with Indian TV times because Perth is a good fit for India. The matches uh, finish. Uh, I don't know what I'm saying, but anyway, the early morning in India, <laughs> the test match is on. So the later it goes, the better it goes in more into the daytime, towards lunchtime. Yeah. You know okay. I mean? yeah. Um, before we move so on, it doesn't make sense from a TV money point of view. Surely they'd want people in India watch it, so they'd want it to start as late as possible in the day. The day night would be better. But anyway, uh, bizarre. Hopefully. That Cricket Australia come up with some sort of solution where there's there's no except for historical reasons there's no reason why day of Test cricket has to finish at six pm. We have daylight savings and yeah. daylight that you can play cricket in till seven seven thirty even in early December. So why don't they just make why don't they play the Test sort of in a hey. comes twilight? You need no artificial lights, but make the stumps or the half hour after stumps the time when they actually finish bowling the ninety overs. At the time when, okay, now the light's deteriorating and we couldn't play anymore. We don't all have daylight savings, Ross, all right, mate? What's that? We don't all have daylight savings, mate. (laughs) Oh, true, true. And in in Adelaide, they do. Yeah, Yeah, but But Ross... It won't happen. It'll be the same stupid 6pm finish when it's brilliant sunshine. We could play for another hour. I don't get it. Ross, who do you be saying to not have a 40-minute lunch break? And then a 20-minute tea break? Idiotic Don't get stuff him started. Like <laughs> Don't start him. Also, why couldn't the day's play start at like you know eleven twenty a.m. to finish at you know a time when the sun was setting? Doesn't you know it's arbitrary. You take Work that back, back from the sunset. You take that back. <laughs> yeah, don't you dare start test cricket later. I'm fucking bored in the morning. Yeah, no. Nah. None of them should start earlier. You won't be bored in Perth with test cricket. It starts at 8.30. 8 o'clock. Start wait. Whenever I wake up, they should call me and go, <laughs> bored at 3 oh, you up? Yes, I am. Start test cricket. And play till I fall asleep. Well, I was in Perth, I was watching the Today Show, and then they cut off to go to the first ball of the test match. Oh, fuck, I love that. I love that about the city. <laughs> I would have spoofed my pants if that happened. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, the Today Show is terrible. If, yeah. oh, it's, it's like, the... if someone's talking oh, halfway through the mid-sentence, boom, but then you just see P.S. Siddle coming and It's ball. great. It is great. You wake up hung as a cunt, Carl Stefanovic's <laughs> telling you about something, and then they just cut Carl off mid-sentence, and they go straight to the cricket. That's In Carl's defence, he's probably as hungover as you are. <laughs> uh, that is true. Yeah. <laughs> um, Roscoe, before we move on from the Adelaide Test, there's another mm. part of this Adelaide Test that we haven't spoken about, mm. and it's the fact that it is opening the summer because Cricket Australia deemed that the Gabba is an up to mm. standard and took this higher class series match away from them and gave them a Test match later in the summer against Sri Lanka. I actually think it's a good thing for um, Brisbane. Yes. Because um, their their crowds, I mean, they've had early tests, like as early as the 5th of November and stuff. Their crowds have been abysmal. I think Brisbane needs a change-up. I think the people of Brisbane aren't, you know, it's not working for them having these, the first test. Try something different. I actually think it's a positive for them. I know the Gab has fallen behind in the pecking order, so to speak, behind Adelaide and Perth now, but maybe that's a good thing. Yeah, and it might also force the politicians up there to actually 
update the stadium, which will help the teams. And There's nothing wrong with the Gabba. Oh, if, if you believe that's that, yeah, that's really debatable because if you listen to like the Brisbane Lions and Cricket Queensland and all that, yeah, the stadium to look at's fine, but the actual facilities in terms of like toilets and all this stuff like that, and even the tr- training facilities there apparently are horrible. Okay. Apparently, it's all it's all the front, like the outside and where like the seats and everything looks really good, but underneath where the food is and the kitchens and all that kind of stuff is not up to snuff apparently. Fair enough, I could believe that. I have been there, and there was some... Yeah, it's a big concrete jungle. They really mm. turned a cricket ground into a stadium. But um, I thought it was fine. But, yeah, I mean, it's a, the other things, the facilities you don't use, perhaps, as a yeah. patron. But, uh, yeah, you are from Castlevania too, don't forget, so everything's basically top-notch for you, isn't it? <laughs> Camp Reserve, it doesn't even have a stand. You know? what's, this, what's this? A seat with a back on it? That's luxury where I come from. He didn't see any dead possums. I don't have to sit, right. sit on three metal poles hanging <laughs> off the fence. What do you mean? Okay. The next test, the second test, is in Perth, and this will be, I think, the first test at the Perth Stadium. Optus yes. Stadium, thank you. Uh huh. Uh, so we're all going, going David? obviously. Yeah, we're we're all yeah. going. Yeah, that's Paul, it. Paul, have you bought your uh, forty-five thousand dollar yearly pass? Yes, I have, and it, yeah. it allows me into one day of Test cricket. And <laughs> which day are you choosing? Every AFLW game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that they give you the last day, Alex, whether it goes to the fifth day or not. Um, oh, yeah. so you, day, <laughs> you can days, come mate. in on the fifth day for a stadium yep. tour Absolutely. if there's no cricket on. And you oh, get really half a car that... park pass. Oh. <laughs> and I heard you get the first half of a Killers concert, but it's not. But Mr. Brightside's in the second half, so you miss out. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it's pointless. It's pointless. <laughs> they usher you out at interval in the Killers concert. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Boxing Day test course starts on December 26th after that. And then, David, you'll be happy to know that the New Year's test in Sydney has returned to its natural habitat of starting on the 3rd of January rather than the 4th as it did this year. Fucking good, because I always wake up after New Year's on the 3rd of January and really want cricket. (laughs) (laughs) At 8am, it will be on. You (laughs) sleep those two days because they're right off, let's be honest. And then the 3rd comes along and you're like, bang, cricket's on. The last couple of years have really let me down. I've woken up about, I don't know, 9.30, looking forward to Mark Nicholas's dulcet tones at 10, 10.30, and all of a sudden, fucking Murder, She Wrote comes on. And I'm like, I'm not about this life anymore. Get me back and it's normal time slots. I, I like it how you, uh, you at some stage, were about that life, David. <laughs> yeah, mate. Angela fucking Landby or whatever her name is. She's, that is right. She's golden. Hell, but I'm, I'm not about that life yeah, anymore. Cabot Cove. Yeah, there's always a lot of murders having to, happening down at Too Cabot Cove. Too many murders for a town with 500 people out. Ah, uh, Ross. <laughs> I think Wait, she's I'm a serious anyone left. Ah, <laughs> I, hey, good point, Ross. Uh, uh, Mick. So, yeah. So then... Uh, the Carnival of Cricket rolls on from that test match in Sydney to the first ODI also in Sydney on the 12th of January. Oh, perfect. I'll be waiting for the Adelaide Oval on the 15th of Jan and then the third ODI at the MCG at the 18th of Jan. So no doubt those three will be an absolute ball tear and people will love every minute of them. I've got a... um, I've looked into the future, fellas. 
I've looked into Looking the future. Looking just very quickly at that schedule, why the fuck didn't they put those three ODIs when the first test was going to be in Adelaide and then put the Adelaide test starting like the 12th of Jan? They're already they're going to have an ODI there on the 15th. Like, why the fuck did they not go three T20s, three ODIs, then the four tests? Why didn't what they build up from smallest to largest? What, a, what about Australia Day? Like, What's going on then? Well, that's a good... No, no one shares my enthusiasm for moving the first test to middle of January, so there's more test cricket in January? No. Oh, I'm They're not going to do it because of the BBL. Yeah. It'd be, it's a day test in Adelaide. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, if it was day-night, I'd take your point. But I think mm. they had day-night pencilled in, so maybe that's why they did it, because, mm. yeah, they didn't want to interfere with BBL, which is a good point. Yes, then uh, the... Um, Sri Lankans come for two tests. The Gabba, January 24 to 28. So, Australia. Which is a day-nighter. Yeah, Australia Day test is back. Nice. But it's in Brisbane. Brisbane. Mm. Brisbane. Starts on a Thursday, finish on a Monday, around about half past six. Yep. Did you say two test okay. rots? Yeah, two. So, the Miralim um, trophy's now two tests. <laughs> in Australia, it's always two. It's usually three mm. over there, but two here. Mm. Yeah. And the second one is in the Oval, whose first name is clearly mispronounced, so I'll say it correctly. It's Manuka Oval in Canberra, February 1 to 5. Oh, Manuka. That's on a Friday. Yeah, you mean Manuka, Tuesday. Right? <laughs> clearly, if it's Manuka honey from the Manuka tree, it's fucking Manuka Oval. <laughs> everyone, knows right. you, everyone knows you pronounce a U as an AR sound, so it's yeah. Manuka. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All those words like, you know... I think we pronounce it because it's surrounded yeah. by poplar trees. Like all yeah. those words like mom instead of mum. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. I get you, boss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mm, the big man. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> interesting that they're going with that because that means it's not in school holidays. Not that that probably means much, but it's a bit rough giving you a test in the first week of Feb to a new ground in February. There hasn't been a test match played in February since 1997 in Australia, so interesting one. I bet you Tassie would take it if they had one. How would they don't go? Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying. But oh, like, they don't go it, it's, it's a bit much to like never have one, get given one, and then complain when you get given. Oh, yeah, true. It's like a homeless bloke begging for food, then go, no, nah, I don't like bananas. Yeah. Fuck off, cunt. You haven't got anything. <laughs> 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 um, I will mark my words, and this is a prediction here. Sorry, David. That will be the first day will be sold out at Mark. Yeah, it's a what, Friday. 10,000 tickets? <laughs> You're kidding, Alex. <laughs> wow, we. Oh, Nostradamus over here. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <clears throat> All I can I'm, say I'm is I hope they put up some more. Some more shade at Monica Oval since the day I went there, and it was 37, and I had to sit in the blazing sun for six hours. Like you us at Adelaide, I went to go buy those fucking hats. <laughs> oh, yeah, jeez. The bloke sitting in a three-piece suit in front of me that day. Yeah, it's hot. Was, was it shade? Yep. No. Did you believe it? <laughs> yeah. Malcolm Turnbull anyway. does weird things, man. <laughs> Yeah, we'd never go to a bloody cricket match, mate. We know that. Good to see two test matches in January. Maybe, you know, some year soon we can get back to January being a whole month of test cricket. Day games, obviously, to let the BBL play at night. 
And uh, February Test Cricket is back. First time, as I said, in 20 years. They've got to... um, Foxtel obviously said we're paying a billion bucks, so Pricks puts some more fucking cricket on. True. Yeah, well, or maybe not. Yeah, whatever, fellas. Thanks for that. Good <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that there's any more cricket. There's six tests. We usually have six tests. Mm. But if six it's more ODIs, yeah, though. that's probably that's up a little. That's probably one extra ODI. Four T20s. Yeah, that's up. Usually to be. Uh, don't patronise me, Ross. Just move on, mate. So, the yeah, thing no, are... you are correct. Before you are correct, we... David. There's probably two extra limited over games. Technically, on correct. top of a normal summer. Um, before we move on, but if so, now that Monica is clearly classed as being suitable for Manuka. international test cricket, Manuka, sorry, yeah. why can't Hobart have one too, and then then the Sri Lanka can play three tests? I've not Hobart financially viable, Mick. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know it's not. You know, yeah, not financially viable. Yeah, don't don't spend the fucking billion dollars you pricks have. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. We should have. I agree, um, Mick. We should have seven test summers. Yeah. Bloody oath, we should. We've got seven ten. venues. We've got more than seven ten. venues. We've got Cairns and Darwin and the Brisbane Exhibition Ground. You know, they're all... Play the Ashes over there. seven tests. Really fucking Fuck great. Just, yeah. just play all seven. Alan Borderfield. Where it's played. Yeah. <laughs> seven of them. Seven <laughs> years old. People make 700 yeah. runs each in two innings over five days in the G. I'll fucking take it. Yeah. Uh, Tony Island Stadium, Kangaroo Island Stadium, Easter Island Stadium, do them all. <laughs> Shut that fucking dog up, Alex. Yeah, I was wondering where North Tasmanian do. Cricket Association ground in Launceston could definitely have a test. I think it's June. Uh, is it, was it the Expo ground? Did you say that, Ross? Yeah, the, exposition gra- the yeah. exhibition ground in Brisbane. Yeah, yeah that there one. There you go. It gets one. It's already had yeah. two. The last one was in 1931, but that's oh, okay. Oh, they're due. Yeah, the wheel will turn. They will get test matches again. Yeah. Subiaco Oval's doing nothing. Put one there. Yeah, the the first free, class cricket at Eastern Oval with Ballarat, mm-hmm. just like it started. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. All right, the Darren Lehman Academy. That time of year. Yeah. All right, so uh, we covered off a couple of topics there. The next one to look at is another scheduling one. Wow, this is like um, I'm weak at the knees, so much fixturing talk. <laughs> it's um, a wet dream for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No Bangladesh tour to Australia, Mick. Yeah, so this got announced yesterday that it had been taken off the docket after being put on the docket last year, saying that we were going to do it because we haven't played him for so long. Um, there's been a lot of conflicting reports about why they're not doing it. It's not financially viable. Then, the, then a report came out today suggesting that Bangladesh asked not to play tests and ODIs. They wanted to play T20s to get ready for the T20 World Cup um, and get used to Australian conditions. So I assume that means that we're hosting it, which I didn't know that. So that's how good I'm going. Yeah, world T20. World T20, sorry. It's the 2020 T20. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I think it's just... It's, it's, it's just more... It seems to be more Cricket Australia... like. We are trying so hard to be like India, it's not funny, and just go our way or the highway. We're not, we don't want to do it, we're not doing it. We'll make up excuses. It's not, it's not viable. It's going to get lost in the footy season. Rah, 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 make up all these. But the reality is, is you're about to have a World Cup in the footy season next year, and guess what? It's going to get lost. It doesn't fucking matter because it's in footy season, and most of Australia, whether it be rugby league or Australian rules, in winter is that's what they're going to focus on, and the games are going to be on at night. This... 
But you've got Foxtel now. How is this not a part of the... They're going, oh, no one wants to broadcast it. How is this not... If you had this penciled in, how is it not part of your broadcast agreement for start? I agree with that. So yeah. what do you do? You shave like, like half a billion off so they didn't, uh, didn't have to do the, book, the fucking baby <laughs> best ones. Well, it's just... Can I... Yes, you Sorry, can. Can I just say that Cricket Australia reminds me of like a, a middle child? Yeah. So they're not quite willing to stand up to their big brother in the BCCI... But fuck me, they'll fart in their sister's mouth, Bangladesh Cricket Association. <laughs> I like that analogy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty accurate. But um, the yep. thing that, and it just, it's just bullshit, the thing that shits me the most out is fucking James Sutherland, because three months ago, yep. he's talking about coming down hard because we want to set an example and we want to be the world leader, rah, rah, rah. Three months later, we've got a smaller nation. We've only played him in like 10 tests or something like that in their entire <laughs> life. We've promised that we're going to bring him out here and play him, and we're just like, nah, we're not going to play you. It's like, don't sit there and tell me you want to grow the game, and don't sit there and tell me you want to do this and you want to do that, when you've got an opportunity right fucking here in front of you, and you just ignore it and walk past it. Like, you're a fucking blowhard, and mm. at some point... It's time for him to go. You need to be fucking sacked. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, the last series this we is, played it's, against It's a disgrace. It's... It's a disgrace. It's disgusting uh, that they're not following the ICC's Future Tours program. Yep. You know, it's just it's just a load of shit. How are Bangladesh ever going to get any better if countries like Australia won't play them? But what sort Absolute of Ross, load of shit? Sorry, sorry, Ross. What sort of message does that send to Afghanistan and Ireland who are sort of embarking uh, on their test? Never play them. The infancy, and they're not going to get a game for fucking forty years against us. But you want, you know, yeah. like... You Not know, in like, Australia, anyway. Yeah. yeah. But the thing that shits me about this whole situation, too, is is they're going to do it whenever... They're going to do it in winter and play in Alice and play in Cairns and play in Darwin or whatever. You play in Sri Lanka for two tests. Just play fucking yeah. Bangladesh then. Just play it then. Oh, it's not financially yeah. viable. You know what? It's Australia beating up on a fucking small nation, which is what the Sri Lankan one's going to be anyway. People will come and fucking watch it because you're going to put it in the Gabba and you're going to put it at fucking Canberra. People will come and watch it. in Hobart. Yeah, people, yeah, Hobart fucking, don't have a people test. will fucking watch it. It doesn't matter. Because the reality is, is if, they're not going to, if, if they didn't go watch the Ashes in massive numbers, it doesn't matter who you put out there, they're not going to watch it. So you might as well fucking play them in our summer and treat them like a proper test-playing nation, which is what they fucking are. Mm. Yeah, correct. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, our, our summer down, goes from... Op- to David yeah. <laughs> you would never Over punch to- down to me, Alex. <laughs> um, can I say Good something? Point. Can I say something? Um, I noticed in the article with the, um, Jim Bob Sutherland, is, you, you, you and David, who did... Well, David did used to work in the yeah. offices just down the road from Jim Bob Sutherland. Shh. We um, shared a desk. It's cut in half now. Yeah, I know. It's sad. Nuts goes in there all alone. It's a bit quiet no. in the office. I don't have anyone to egg me on now when I go take a dump on some of those desks. Yeah, exactly. So uh, essentially you've rubbed off on him because he mentioned that they wanted to provide good content <laughs> for the Australian ah. viewer. So as we know in, in podcast land, content is king All about content. and we only yeah, care about go. content. So I'm happy that you guys Pity rubbed it off on him. Pity ass is <laughs> shit. <laughs> I can't hear you over my dog barking in the background. <laughs> <laughs> ah, sound quality. Mwah, yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure Leon's asleep, so we needed some sort of distraction in the background. Yeah. That's it. The penguin's gone to bed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the quote yeah. from one of the Bangladeshi, um, the Bangladeshi Cricket Board CEO, Nizamuddin Chowdhury, 
said that three or four months ago, Australia sent us a letter expressing that they will not host us for financial reasons. We issued a counter-proposal immediately to shorten the tour by playing ODIs only. We are yet to receive any response. And That's that sort of disrespectful behaviour that cricket should be hung out to dry for. You know, they, James Sullivan in particular, hung out to dry those three sandpaper blokes and said it was about the culture in the team. Well, how about the culture in his organisation? You've got David Peaver running around calling Channel 10 bottom feeders. You've got James Sutherland here, and whoever his cronies are, refusing to reply to another cricket board. It's just disgraceful. And it is time for James Sutherland to go. I've had enough of his bullshit. Australia oh. should be more philanthropic in its outlook to cricket. It should Agreed. be doing... It should stop being so fucking insular... Agreed. And it should lead the charge. You know, fuck what India are doing. Fuck what South Africa or England are doing. Preach. Lead the charge to grow the game. Stop voting for stupid self-interest bullshit like the ten-team World mm. Cup. Yes. And stop trying to fuck around and only host ICC events when it suits you, such as the decision to split the World T20 into women's and men's rather than host mm. at the same time, which is coming up in 2020, 2020. Yeah. Stop being fucking money-grabbing cunts, James Sutherland, and fucking do something for cricket, not for your oh. fucking own pocket, you cunt. Oh, <laughs> Ross, that was beautiful. Can you please edit in a round of applause in for yourself? <laughs> that was sensational, <laughs> Ross. I'm not sure you oh, can say that, cunt that many times, I, Ross. Yeah, I, I have firmed every, up. Every fucking decision he makes is about money. Oh, money, that is absolutely money, true. Money, money, yeah. Can Everything. I just say? Can I just say? Every I, single decision. Nothing about cricket. I have firmed up in the jodpers right now. That was, oh, <laughs> oh, Ross, fuck. Oh. Um, Ross, it's a I reckon sport, that he's not a fucking money-making exercise. There he is. Cook. He's still going. <laughs> I don't think he even realised... Someone pulled his string again and he just kept going. (laughs) If you had the video on, you would have seen me. I had a picture of James Sutherland on my monitor. Spitting on it. Pointing at it. Yeah, spitting on it. Piece of shit. A-grade piece of shit. He's now making um, Andrew Dimitri look like a a gentle benefactor of his decision-making and his dictatorship-like attitude towards uh, leadership. Alex, <laughs> jump in. Jump in, hell, you never get in. Hey, Ross. So I think that Peaver hey, bloke's Alex. resigned. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, really? so the word is he resigned over... You know how they're getting that independent review into all aspects oh, of... Oh, and he grabbed an intent on the box. So he the resigned... Argus. He resigned pretty much the word is that... <clears throat> for the reason that Langer got hired before this internal process was complete. Oh, okay. And there yeah. was another board member that resigned because they worked on actually in the company that's doing the review. So they said, oh, oh I'm a conflict of interest on yeah, resigning. Yeah. yeah, it's they're all the people doing the review are all mates of the people on the board yeah. of the CA anyway. Yeah. But so I, I think it's um, surprising. I think Ross has left someone out here and. He strafed everyone in that little rant, and I thought it was brilliant, but you left out that fuckwit in the purple suit. What's his name? Oh, ben Dover. Uh, ben yeah. Dover, that's him, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hopefully JL uh, fucks him off. Thanks, fellas. Yeah, that went flat. Good on you. Yeah, that was good, <laughs> Good support, What has he lads, done in particular? <laughs> He's just a fuckwit. What was the... Yeah. Um, yeah. Him, back, Alex, back to you. Back to you. What would... <laughs> <laughs> what was the rush to sign Langer? Was another country going to snap him up? I don't know. <laughs> Mick, Mick Malthouse style. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't think Leia can see us he losing didn't. another test ever. Yeah. So. The, the thing about the whole JL thing is, and I know like it's come out since, and he's been, he's been trying to put in the media, he's got this soft side and rah, 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 rah. Uh, this is the same bloke who come out in the media 24 months ago and basically essentially told the Australian public that Marcus Harris was a fucking cunt because he left WR. Yep, yep. So and don't like Matt Renshaw. Yeah, so let's just let's not mm-hmm. let's not believe that I, I do yoga and I'm a hippie, so I'm going to be all right. They have taken out Buff, who's extremely laid back, and okay, yeah, he made a mistake with his sandpaper thing, and he's become one of the scapegoats of it. But they've replaced him with um, just an intense pain in the ass. I'd say. Oh, they've re- <laughs> replaced him with 1985 Alan Border. Who also talks yeah. really slow. Yeah, like he's just like angry and grumpy and like, look, he, like, it's just, Simon Caddick comes out of WA. He's like a protege of JL. The last time Simon <laughs> Caddick was in an Australian change room, he had Michael Clark up against the wall threatening to fucking throttle him. Like, I JL. Like that. That, oh, look, I, lo- <laughs> I love that because Michael Clark. But the point is, is that this whole, like, we want to um, be better and for the game and rah rah culture, rah rah rah, Justin Langer, I don't. I might be proven wrong, but I don't see how he is going to be a 180 opposite better version of Darren Lehman because Darren Lehman wasn't that bad. It was just the playing... It seemed to be the playing group and the Warners in the other world got away from Lehman and he didn't pull their chain yeah, enough. he pushed for aggressive cricket. I don't know yeah. whether... Like, he always talked about aggressiveness in playing yeah. quickly and scoring runs yeah. quickly, but I think he always talked about it. I don't know. You never know in the background, But the right? thing is, is that him and Lehman come, right, right, come out of the same... Yeah, time of cricket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I agree with you. I don't think yeah. Langer's going to change too much yeah. culture-wise. Yeah. If anything, you would think that yeah, they they're, they're similar because they played in the same era. Yeah. And Lehman is was more laid back. Langer's yeah. the intense prick. If out of the two of them, so yeah. how think, would the team get any better? If they're going from Langer to Lehman, you'd say, oh well, then they're going to be more friendly or laid back yes. or that. Yeah. But going the other way, you just say, well, they're just going to become more of pricks. Yeah, like from his online profile and the things you read about him, the things you hear him say, it sounds like the bloke they should have hired who would fit more with what they want to do is Gillespie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether yes, he was available I agree. or not, we don't know. Well, from all accounts, he was uh, interested. Oh, okay. He's coaching in England. He's yeah, he's coaching Sussex. Like, he's not. Leave. Yeah, so. Um, but, I listened to... He's obviously was... not too concerned with the travel, Gillespie, because he splits his time between the UK and Australia. He's used yeah. to you know, yeah, moving that's around. True. Mm. Um, I was I read a transcript of the interview for the press conference when Lee got hired, and he was saying that, you know, I played with a lot of guys that were hard but never went over the line. You know, guys like Ricky Ponting, um, Steve Waugh, Michael Clark. Who all got suspended. Glenn McGrath. Glenn McGrath, but he didn't name Matthew Hayden. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's very conspicuous, yeah. him not naming his best mate. Yeah. Who, and also, Langer's a churchy as well, like, Hank, uh, yeah. like Hayden. So, oh, yeah, it's very interesting. Hayden must have yeah. been pretty it's horrible. It's interesting yeah. that... Um, Hados then, the day that Langer got announced as coach, Hados put on his Twitter a picture of him... Groping Langer in a big yeah. bear hug. But did you see, he actually like if you actually clicked on the photo and like and expanded on his Twitter, like you can because the photos get cropped by yeah. Twitter. 
It still had his Google search in the top. and like, oh, really? Yeah, and it had, like, in the bottom, it had, you know, like, when you um, screenshot on your phone and it gives, like, the editing tools on the bottom? Yeah. In the yeah. photo stuff. Yeah, it had all of that still there. What was it? Because he just, like, done chink on his yeah, phone yeah. and then gone bang and put it straight on Twitter. What was the Google <laughs> I had, like, Matthew Hayden... Uh, I had, like, Hayden, Hayden Langer or openers or something like that in the search <laughs> thing. Someone actually, yeah, I like, did see that. someone expanded out and shared it on like one of those Facebook like nothing pages. Yeah. It was so funny. Yeah. I'll tell you something about us Western Australians, mate. We're hard done. <laughs> so Langer, Langer will be all right. Trust me. All right, I'll trust you. He's a churchy. Um, interesting. He's a, yeah, he's anyway. a hard bastard. Yeah. So um, doesn't mean he can't be a prick, Alex. Mm. Um, <laughs> No, that oh, he's can probably be a prick. prick. So he's a prick. So I guess all it means is that he's like Hayden. He's a prick and a hypocrite in a sense. Yes. Yeah. yeah probably. <laughs> okay. Um, interesting. You mentioned Glenn McGraw as someone who's hard but never crossed the line. Clearly, he had selective memory and forgot when uh, Glenn McGraw had the run-in with Ravnish Sarwan in the West Indies. Yep. And Steve yeah. Waugh and Ricky Ponting being suspended a million times. So. And Michael Clark threatening to break Jimmy Anderson. And down. Michael yeah. Clark suspended a million times. <laughs> that was the lamest of all the things. Yeah, but... but it's ready a, for but, a broken fucking up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, really? You're going to break my heart. But I just, I just yeah, love that right. like, all these examples of blokes that have done exactly yeah. what we're trying to stamp out. I may have put Michael it's, Clark in there with it, not knowing yeah. names, but, mm. yeah. It's it great. did his name, Matthew, uh, buddy, Matty Hayden, so... Because Steve Woods is down a gully and just call people cunts under his breath the whole time. Yeah. Like that, was, that was his whole sledging plot. You're a cunt. You're a cunt. I hate you. You're a cunt. <laughs> yeah, that was Warney's go too. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Highbrow stuff. You yeah. can imagine Warney being all for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah the boy from Rockbank, yeah. Rockbank? I thought it was from Blackrock. Anyway. Oh, sorry, Blackrock, yeah. <laughs> right I just thought he was from yeah, Frankston yeah, and he likes to try and tart it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually saw a graphic, Alex. This will warm your heart. It's not cricket related at all. It yeah. was the areas of Victoria with the highest percent, uh, highest rate of reported dull bludges. And Victoria oh, had two of, the, two of the top five, and Mildura was third and Frankston fourth. Yes. <laughs> nice. Mildura represent. <laughs> right, it's almost better right. now. Are we going to talk about cricket or? Oh, no, let's get back to social issues within Australia. <laughs> Maybe James Sullivan could, you know, help out the people of Mildura somehow with all that money he's making by not not letting. I mean, it's it's lucky you got one point two billion. You couldn't, you know, have some largesse and say we'll make a loss on the series. No, 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 no. What do you reckon he's getting? Ten percent. Oh, well, he'd have bonuses tied to KPIs, and one of them would be the broadcast deal. Yeah, yeah definitely. True. Go fuck your boot, is what I say. <laughs> anyway, we move on now. We subtly step sideways into the Qantas tours of England and Zimbabwe coming up in June. Go in Zimbabwe. July. Yes, heard the Zimbos. I hope Solomon Meyer, King Solomon, is in the team. So, uh, here's the schedule. Uh, we play a warm-up game against our second favourite uh, sex, Sussex, at Hove, mm. at the day-nighter. And then that leaves First us all sex roads... First favourite sex is butt-sex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. it's a bit sus, hey? Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, who do we follow up 
we played Sussex first, so of course next, of course, would come Middlesex at Lords. Mm. Yes. Mm. <laughs> and it's on to the five ODIs. Against front six. 13, 16, right 19, sex, 21 and 24. <laughs> I'm not sure if the anti-siphoning laws still mean these will be on Channel 9. Last time I stayed through at England for just five ODIs they were, but I believe... With no change to the law, the anti-siphoning has changed completely. <laughs> so, probably Foxtel only. And round out that tour tour with uh, an o- a T20i at Edgebaston. That one's on seven. The first innings is on seven. The second innings is on Foxtel. <laughs> <laughs> As part of the new deal, fellas. It'll oh, take a while good. to get used to, but I'm across it. So <laughs> yeah. If you have any questions... I heard the lunch break shows on Channel 31. <laughs> yes, that's true. So the first 100 balls are on Channel 12. <laughs> and then the last six balls are on 11. And then the aftermatch is on one. So make of that what you will. That's good. That reminds me of the days back when they used to have blackouts for, say, an ODI game at the MCG. If you're trying yes. to watch TV in Melbourne, you could yes. watch from 2.30 to 4.30. Then it would go off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they wanted you to make your way to the ground to see the exciting finish, Ross. Yes, that's right. You used to have to listen to it on the radio. And then the reverse was true at the test match. It wouldn't come on until uh, 10 minutes before the tea break from memory. Yeah. Yeah, how 3:30. fucking dumb is that? We used to live like fucking peasants. <laughs> Paupers, Alex. Oh. But the best thing was, Alex, that outside metropolitan regions of Victoria, you could watch all of it all day long. Yeah. That's why my dad used to drive me to Bendigo when the test match was on. <laughs> and we'd my sit in a pub and watch it all day. Yeah, yes. Yeah. 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 My uncle used to come and visit and watch the West Indies demolish us. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> mm. Clever. All right. There was a pub in North Melbourne that used to get the... Um, and obviously had a big area and they used to get the uh, Imparja oh. TV, which is Alice Springs uh, and yeah. remote areas. The Courthouse Hotel. Show... Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. And they used to show, uh, yeah, like the cricket from the MCG when it was back in the blackout years, back in the dark ages. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah, good story and well told. <laughs> and that leads us on to the tour of Zimbabwe where it's a T20I tri-series against oh, Zimbabwe and Pakistan. Yes, and please. we play, what do we play there? Three games, four games, four games. And the final is on July the 8th. So a nice little month-long or 35-day sojourn for the cricketers there. The ODI squad is as follows. Tim Payne, Aaron Finch, Ashton Agar, Alex Carey, Hazelwood, Head, Lyon, Maxwell, Smarsh, Jay High, Richardson, Kane Richardson, uh, Cold Drip Kane, uh, D.R.C. Short, Milky Stanlake, Marcus Gold Stoinis, and Andrew suit and tie. Why is oh, Hazelwood in that squad? Noni! Oh, ODI team. Yeah, good point. Good point. He's a shit ODI bowler. Someone's going to carry the drinks. Yeah, I agree with that. He, it's um, fucking like he's fucking sick of fucks about the format too. But uh, I'd say this is a uh, World Cup warm-up. So they're seeing if he's going to be any good. Surprising yeah. given it's in England that uh, your man Mick... Uh, Nathan Chad Sayers didn't get a run. Oh, Chad Sayers, sorry. Well, that, but that actually is unusual because if any conditions are going to suit him, then these would be the conditions mm. to take him over for. Yep. Maybe so, it's just not that good, Mick. Yeah, maybe. 
Maybe why they yeah. bother taking seriously? Why are they bother taking Jay High Richardson? He's not going to play, mate. There's a or there's in a, the World Cup next year, so why not take? Um, they're high on Jai because he bowls one fifty. It's the reason they took him to South Africa as well. Stark. Yeah. Yeah, Sean, Sean Tafel, 150. Stanley as well. Yeah, he's real good. Mm. Bilky. They got Bilky Stanley. He's bowling 150. Yeah, well, How's he that's gonna it. Go? He's on a he's on an ODI tour. Like fuck. Oh, no. oh ten overs. Yeah. What the fuck's he gonna do? Yeah, he can only play like the second and the fifth one, couldn't he? Like he didn't yeah. break. <laughs> yeah. First he and walks, last. He walks around like a policeman with a pebble in his shoe, Bilky Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, that's the description of that bald bloke with the juggies and the grey hair. Yeah, that Andy Caddick, yeah. yeah. That's Steve yeah, Wall said that about it. Andy Caddick. <laughs> I love Andy Caddick, he was great. Yeah, yeah I, I guess, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, 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 great. Yeah, yeah. In the same way that Angus Fraser was great. Yes, Ross. Angus Fraser pushing on, like, starting his run up, which is a jog, not a run up. Yeah. Uh, halfway back to the boundary line to bowl 123k an hour nude nuts. Oh, All right. Hell. I've got a, I've got a new segment, fellas. The next 10 minutes, let's just pot yeah. shit English cricketers. <laughs> Martin McKay. Our shit was Robbie Key. Yeah, uh, Martin McKay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, nah, he was an Aussie. <laughs> Alan Mullally. What about Alan oh, Mullally? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about that useless spinner? What was his name? Dale Kerrigan or whatever. Murray he Goodwin. No, nah, he was Oh, Kerrigan. <laughs> Borthwick. Dale Ker- oh, Simon Kerrigan? Um, Simon um, Kerrigan. Richard Dawson. Shocker. Oh, yeah, yeah. Peter Such. Mm-hmm. Such Move? his life. Yeah. Move on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <coughs> uh, the one I used to think was funny, John Crawley. J.P. Crawley. He yeah. Like a lawyer. Mm. He does sound like a lawyer. J.P. Crawley and Associates. <laughs> Justice of the Peace Crawley. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, he can sign stat decks, that bloke. All right, so have oh, we finished jumping the shark or are we going to go back to our podcast? Go jumping the shark, fuck. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, that looks like a pretty rubbish batting lineup. Why have they gone for Tim Payne as captain and not Aaron Finch? Oh, yeah, ODI know. squad, Mick. It's a good oh, question. Know, it's... So they've got two keepers, Tim Payne and Alex Carey. I mean, what the fuck's that about? And the word is, so, is that they want Carey to play, which means if Payne plays, he's going to play as a bat. Or the other way around. Nonsense. Or... Yeah. Well, I don't know. It just doesn't I make any sense. It. It's a nonsense. That is... Yeah, it is it, a nonsense. It, it, looks, it does look like... It's got a bit of what you were saying, is that they go, right, we've got a World Cup in 12 months, so let's just throw all this shit against the wall yeah. in, this, in this tour and see what sticks, yeah. and then we'll Who's go any good? Them. Yeah, good call. Hmm. Yeah, well, I hope they go with it. It's good to see they've only gone for one all-rounder. In Marcus yeah. Stoinis. So hopefully they go with the traditional five batsmen, an all-rounder, a keeper, and four bowlers. That'll be a good start. It's very apart, it's very BBL heavy, but like the guys that are in it are the guys like the guys like Billy and Jai yeah, and Agar, or all the guys Coldry. that performed in all the guys that perform in the that performed in the BBL. Apart from like you know like your Starks and your Hazelwoods who don't play because they're playing. You know other forms, but yeah, apart from those guys, you go that they're that they're yeah we pick them no worries. Everyone else seems to be very BBL influenced, which seems to mean like why the fuck do we have a Matador Cup? Yeah, so yeah. Long ago, so mm. the start of the summer. Yeah. Mm. Well, here's the T20 squad talking about BBL heavy. 
Aaron Finch is captain. Alex Carey, vice captain. Interesting one. Good. Ashton Agar, Travis Head, Glenn Maxwell, Jay High Richardson, Cole Drip Richardson, hmm. Darcy Short, Bilky Stanley, Marcus Doinus, Andrew Suit and Ty, and then three interesting names. Mitchell, what do you do with a broom? You sweep some. Sweep some. Jack, hmm. the Wilder Beast, Wilder Muff. My man. Yeah, he's in there. Renegade Zone. And last and certainly least, Nick Maddinson. Nick Maddinson? Makes no yeah. fucking yep. sense. No, no it's fucked. It wasn't even in the top ten, Mick, of run scorers. No, I actually, when you when you when we saw this and we were talking about it privately, yeah, I actually yeah, went on ESPN Crick Info and he was eleventh out of the top ten bats in the BBL. Cam White oh, was ahead him of up. him. Travis Head was ahead of him. Like he he got he didn't even get three hundred runs for the whole fucking tournament. Would you say, Mick, that he had a good BBL or a great BBL? Um. <laughs> He had a greatly horrendous BBL. Okay, slightly different than what Mark said in his press conference about pitching. He, he said he had a great BBL. Yeah, so he, had, he, 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 made, he made 291 runs from about 15 or 14 bats, whatever it was. But he had the thing that they're getting off on is his strike rate was like 145. Uh, okay. But he didn't do anything. But he, but he didn't do anything with it. Yeah. And the reality is, no. is like... like it, Cam White would start off with a strike rate of like 50 and finish with it over 100 because he built his innings. Yeah. To like, yeah. I'm not saying that Cam White should be in this side because, okay, he's a bit old, but the reality is it's, B, it's T20, so it doesn't matter how fucking old you are. Yeah, well, they yeah but clean a plate. Yeah, exactly. And, and White was like, by the end of the um, tournament season, whatever you want to call it, White was like in the top five bats for yeah. runs made. Yeah. So there's got to be a point... like. T20 is a sport, is a form of cricket where you can purely just look at the stats and you can pick the five, six best bats, the five, six best bowlers, get, if you want to break them into spinners and quicks, pick the two best keepers based on their runs and if, if you've got someone who does something tremendous behind the stump, you can pick them as well. Mm-hmm. But you can purely look at stats and the side picks itself because when it's all said and done, that is the only thing that fucking matters. There's no intangibles about it because they can all field. Like, yeah. everyone looks at Finchie, he's fat and he's whatever. He fucking feels... He's one of the best fielders in the BBL. Yeah, he's got one yeah. of the stronger arms, too. So, like, you can... There doesn't... You don't... Trent Lawford, hence, isn't getting a look in, Alex. Yeah. Mm. Say but, that again. Trent, Trent Lawford's Lawford. not getting a look in. Look at his numbers. Tells a story, hey? Yeah. yeah. Terrible. But, like, there's... <laughs> yeah, and, and he's got a pass arm. Like, the T20, like... Apart, I know years ago they did it with Warner and it worked. But there is no reason to pick... An outlier. Like, a Madison's not that far an outlier where you go, where the fuck did he come from? No, but, but you've seen his body of work. It's shit. Yeah. You don't have to... Yeah, like like you're saying, Mick, you, you've just picked the players who can fucking play. You're not looking towards the future because yeah. you play three T20Is and then you don't play them again for another fucking 12 months. So just pick yeah. a team that's going to win three T20Is. Yeah. yeah. Then I read, right. some, and I read somewhere online that, like, um, they, we didn't, like some bloke, I don't know if it was... I don't know where I read it, but someone said they didn't pick Ling because they're worried about his shoulder. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Isn't the cunt playing in the IPL, but? Yeah. So he's fucking Let playing. His shoulder so, fall out. So fucking pick him and break him and then prepare him again and break him again. <laughs> Correct. The, uh, it's T20. The guy's probably paid 400 grand overs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm quite happy to pick him and play him, yeah. but Australia's not yeah. paid him far less. What I was going to say is, 
if if we all had trust in the selection panel of Australia, then we'd be like, they'd be money balling it. They'd be like, his yeah. balls per boundary is really low, or he really hits yeah. the seven to eight overs really well, and that's where we think he's going to bat. And plus, he always gets a run out. They're not doing it, so <laughs> we know they're just picking him for fucking stupid reasons. You can watch. He's got a mustache. Yeah, we know they're not doing that because one of the selectors is a BBL fucking commentator and doesn't know what's going on half the fucking time. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's weird they didn't pick Chris Lynn. Yeah, like it's really fucking weird. Maybe Chris Lynn yeah, won't like him. Uh, whichever IPL team yeah. they're playing for. Well, that's, that's the hour, right? See you later, fellas. Mm. That's that's our hour. Um, <laughs> it's been great. <laughs> All right, well, uh, on that note now, it's over to Mick for Have Bat Will Travel. All righty. So, uh, yeah, so we've got... The latest edition of Have Bat Will Travel, which for those who are new to the podcast, this is only the second instalment. This is our county report of basically what's anything interesting going on in county with a purely, not purely, but a majority focus on Australian players. So first I'd like to start off, first I'd like to start off with cricket.com.au and the bloke who writes the county wrap-up articles. Yeah, lift lift your fucking game. I had to actually research this whole thing by myself on Crick Info what? because you are not writing good enough articles for me to plagiarise. Yeah, nah, Lift I, your I'm game. Lift your game. Hopefully the uh, info about Crick is correct. Yeah, uh, hope so. So, uh, so, we, so, we, so this will cover round th- effectively what was round three and four, which is the last two weekends before this podcast, which we're recording currently on the 10th of May. Um, so round three, we hmm. start off with County Division 1. So we uh, first game we start off with the newly promoted Worcestershire, who won the who won the flag in Divi Two and come up, and they were taking on Nottinghamshire, Nottinghamshire, I should say. My this, favourite Shire. Yeah, this match saw the return of Notts resident pea-hearted shithead Stuart Broad, Robin Hood, <laughs> oh, Stuart Broad, as they tried to stop the season's second division chance from finding their first win of the year, and find it they did not. The first two days uh, of play were lost due to bad weather. Bad weather not in England standard. will knock me down with a feather. <laughs> uh, so Nottingham, um, I don't know how the tosses work in England. So all they, all, all they ever say is that they elected to bat or they elected to field and it was uncontested. So the, so the away um, side can choose. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I was hoping it was something a little bit more English where like they had to fence and whoever won <laughs> got to decide. But anyway... That's, Shots and 10 yeah. So uh, Nottingham won the toss <laughs> and they sent the source men in. So Worcester yes. struggled to be all out for 110. South Australian uh, Travis, the job head, making 33 before he was trapped <laughs> LBW. <laughs> it took him a while to get that. <laughs> uh, the pick of the uh, bowl was being Knott's Luke Fletcher, who took five for 27 <laughs> off nine overs. Uh, some no-name English cunt. He's fucking big and weird-looking, but if you get a chance, look him up online. Is he a big one? Right, yeah, he's a real big lug. Hey, get him in. Yeah. It was a bit of a feel-good moment due to uh, many suspecting Fletcher's career was over last year when he got a concussion. When he Dusted was actually he was actually at the non-strikers end batting. No, he was bowling, sorry. He was bowling and got hit by a return delivery. Oh. Yeah, so... Um, two bucks. Yeah, two bucks. Two bucks. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> So, in reply, Knott's put on 300, uh, declaring nine down, with New Zealander Ross mm. Taylor, the pick of the bats, making 50. The boss. Ross the boss. Yeah, there was a bit of a scare through the Knott's camp when Fletcher was batting with Broad, and they collided, running between the wickets. Fucking uh, Broad. 
Yeah, fortunately for Knots and unfortunately for us, the only the only injury Broad had was a bruised ego. So uh, Worcester mm. had a second bat. This time they were rolled for 149. Well batted. With Travis the forehead contributing 29 <laughs> before being removed LBW again. This time by oh. Ross's man Jake Ball, who finished with five for 59. And oh, Knots, get got the, Roscoe. Knots got the win by an innings and 41 runs. Oh, yeah. So uh, next stop was uh, Taunton, where Somerset were hosting Yorkshire. Yorkshire elected the bowl first. Uh, this is the match where Somerset and Australian opener Matt Renshaw went all Dave Warner, and I don't mean he punched <laughs> out Joe Root while he wore whilst he wore a fake beard. Uh, oh, Renshaw yeah, made a century one. in a session, bringing up his ton by dispatching the 84th ball he faced over the fence for six. Renshaw would finish with 100 with 112 from 99 balls. As Yorkshire rolled for 216, so he basically made half the runs. Jesus, fucking hell. Yeah, Somerset then proceeded to roll Yorkshire for not... Oh, what have I got that wrong? No, sorry, he... I can't have that right. <laughs> so, right, I've got that around the wrong way. Somerset... Good radio, this. Yeah. Somerset, I've got fucking all my names. Podcast. I can imitate some music if you yeah. want that. So, uh, Somerset was rolled for 216. So then Somerset proceeded to roll Yorkshire for 96... Somerset mm-hmm. had a second bat posting 200 with Renshaw only contributing eight. Yorkshire were oh, chasing... Loser. <laughs> Move <or bust. laughs> Yorkshire were chasing 321 for victory but come up short being dismissed for 202. Somerset won by 118 runs. Next up, we travelled to Manchester where Lancashire hosted Surrey. Surrey elected a bowl first and it's fair to say it won't go down as the skipper's best work. Uh, with right. Lancashire declaring nine for 439. <laughs> the, the highlights of the Lancs innings being 65 from uh, West Indian Shandapal yeah. and 68 not out from our man, if any, Joe Manny. Oh, really? Oh, get around the man. Oh, no. He's going to play for Australia yeah. again. And one of, the, uh, one of the podcast favourites, Jay Dernbach, took two for 93. Two for, for 93, back to back wickets. Uh, uh, so sorry. Are they all at the back of the hand? Uh, I think so. Yes, I think so. Back of the hand. So, uh, Surrey made 235 in reply. Unfortunately for Joe Meany, he was unable to claim a wicket. With the key key destroyer being uh, Lanx bowler being Graham Onions, who bowled so well it would bring it it to your eye. (laughs) (laughs) He took four for 49. Uh, Lancashire enforced a follow-on, but ran out of time. And Surrey made six for 199 to hold on for the draw. Uh, many went wicketless in both innings. His teammate, Tom Bailey, was the pick of the second innings bowlers, taking four for 13 to finish the match with eight for 67. Due to the county point system, which I didn't write the points down for the first two matches, because that's how I'm going, uh, Lanx picked up 12 points and Surrey walked away with eight. Uh, so now we're we headed down to uh, Southampton, where Hampshire took on Essex. As tends to be the way this goes, Essex elected to field first. A lot of these games, they field first. I guess it's to do with the weather and trying to get points and the yeah. way the points yeah, system works. The weather's shit over there, Mick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Mike Markham. Uh, so, so part of the first day was lost due to weather. And then Hampshire, <laughs> shit. Then Hampshire effectively batted for three and a bit days to get 351 <laughs> before declaring. <laughs> So, p- player of note for Hampshire, uh, Hashim Amla plays for Hampshire. Made hundred, made uh, he didn't make hundred. He made fifty two. Yep. Before Off being removed, eighty thousand balls. Before being removed by the banana man himself, Peter Siddle. Our yeah. man. 
he would finish for three for 62. And for those playing at home, this is the match where Siddle bowled in a beanie and a embarrassed fun. his country, his yes. family, yes. his county, his yes. state, and himself. Yes. Hey, a fucking, fucking beanie. Mick, I yeah, think he yeah. was disappointed there were no berets on offer. <laughs> a Pierre? <laughs> oh, Pierre. Yeah. Bats with Pierre. a French stick. Yeah. So, so Essex went in on the final day looking to peel off 352 for victory. Yep. Think of the Essex back, bats were Ali Cook and Ravi Bopara, who both made 84. Ravi. Yeah. But oh. unfortunately, it wasn't enough, and Essex was 6 for 300 when play was closed on the final day. Result of the match being a draw. Hampshire got 11, Essex got 10 points. It did all right, though. It's a good chase, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So, in summary, uh, Nottingham Shore beat Worcester by an innings of 41. Somerset beat Yorkshire by 118. Langston Surrey had a draw, at the, as did Hampshire and Essex. So, over there, nice. we move on to the County Division 2. Div 2 Gypsies. Oh, wow. So, great. Yeah, so uh, so in Division Two, uh, we kick off the third round with uh, we head to Brighton, where Sussex takes on Gloucestershire after after an intense meeting uh, after an intense team meeting where penis on the pitch, Dan Worrell convinced his skipper it was his day. Gloucester decided to have a bowl, and Gloucester rolled Sussex for 145. Dan Worrell finishing with two for 40 which some people may be considered carrying his team. Wink, wink, Dylan Delaney. But in this case, not so much because his teammate Ryan Higgins took five for 21 off 10 overs. Good footballer, Ryan Higgins. Yeah. Gloucester only fared slightly better with the bat, being rolled for 185 with DJ Dan Worrell contributing a well-crafted two. Nice. <laughs> Ishan Sham was the pick of the bowlers. Ishan. Well, for the batsman he was anyway, because he took zero for 53. Right on board, Chin. Good setup, Nuts. <laughs> I know, you got me then. I was hook, line, and sinker. Sussex managed 204 in the second innings with Penis in the pitch, picking up four for 45. Yeah, he's back. Gloucester was set a target of 167 for victory, but could only get to 108 before the close of play, finishing in a draw. Sharma went wicketless in the second innings also. Oh, really? Yep. Uh, match points, Sussex 8, Gloucester 8. Next stop is London, where the gender-fluid middle, gender Middlesex hosted <laughs> Glamorgan. The match, was hev- the match was heavily affected by the weather, with two and a bit days resulting in no play. Glamorgan Shit. chose to have a bowl first, and West Australian old campaigner Michael Hogan taking hey. 5 for 49. Ooh, nice. Mickey Hogan. Yeah. He's skipper there too, I think. <laughs> Michael Hogan is good. Um, good, Ross. Inclu- yeah, I heard that, Ross. <laughs> including his fellow WA resident Hank Cartwright, who only made five. Middlesex were all out for were, were all out for one ninety four. Glamorgan got to four for thirty eight at the end of the third day's play, but the fourth day was washed out, resulting in a draw. Sean Marsh only managed four before being trapped by LB before being trapped LBW by our Irish fast bowler Tim Murtagh, who finished with four Murtagh. for twelve. Also, I uh, started the uh, lethal weapon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, due to the weather issues, the match finished in a draw. Glamorgan, eight points. Middlesex, six points. Oh, um, now we head to Leicester. It's Derbyshire coming to town to take on Leicestershire in another match, heavily, another match heavily affected by the weather. Yay. Derby Shit. decided to have a field, which meant the crowd only had to wait for two wickets to fall until they got to lay their eyes on podcast favourite. Mark Fatty Cosgrove. There he is, big fella. Cosgrove will be dismissed for 11 in what was described by one passerby as the single greatest innings of 11 I've ever seen. 
was it Bob Quiney or Mark? <laughs> uh, Leicester finished with three eighty-one all out. Derbyshire managed to get to two fifty-one for eight declared to finish out the match. I'm guessing the declaration because they do this a lot. They declare right at the end of play. I'm guessing it's a convoluted way of their point system and getting extra points because you don't lose all your wickets or some shit. Yeah, okay. I think it's got to do with um, finishing the game early. I think so. Ah, uh, okay. You can so if you if there's no chance of a result, you declare within half an hour of tea or something. Oh, you, you can just call it off. off. Yeah, okay. something like that. Yeah. Well, all I've got written here in my notes, I'm too lazy in setting my ways to find out more, so I won't. Yeah, uh, so the, ma- yeah. <laughs> the match finished in a draw. Leicester, okay, Leicester, got- that, <laughs> Leicester got 11 and Derby got 10. A final match between Nottinghamshire and Durham was abandoned due to weather with both sides pocketing five points each. In summary, oh, every match was a fucking draw. <laughs> <laughs> so we just quickly... Cricket. <laughs> So we'll quickly just head on to round four, which is the latest round which has just finished. Um, so we kick off round four with Surrey hosting the Sourcemen of Worcestershire. Surrey elected hmm. to have a bat, where and their skipper Rory Burns led the way, making 198. Supported by wicketkeeper Ben Folks, who made 72. As Surrey finished all out for 434. That's all, folks. Nice. Travis, Travis had had a bowl but was unable to snare a wicket. <laughs> Uh, which just sure replied in glorious fashion, posting a score of 526. Oh, yeah. fucking hell. With the main contributor being 21-year-old Jim Clark, who made 157. Travis Head kicked him oh. with a half century. Uh, Surrey would bat again, putting up three for 173 declared to finish the match in the draw. Points for Worcester 11, Surrey 9. Next, we head to Robin Hood's hometown as Nottinghamshire hosted, hosted Hampshire. Not to let it... Not selected to bat, putting up 302, with the main contributor being the son of Kepler Vessels, Ricky Vessels, who made 54. There he is. Fidel Edwards, the West Indian, was the pick of the Hampshire bowlers, taking four for 84. Hampshire put up 223 for their first innings, with the pick of the bats being Hashim Amlar, who making dinner for 269. Hey, tasty beverage. (laughs) Samit Samit (laughs) Mattel. Samit Patel and Stuart Broad took three wickets each. Knotts had another bat, declaring it nine for 389. Knotts skipper Stuart Mullaney made a ton, and the Care Bear Ross Taylor made 83. Yeah, Ross the boss. Knotts had set Hampshire 469 runs to get over the course of about two days. Hashim Amla fought valiantly to get to 112, but it wasn't enough, and they were dismissed for 267 to give North Hampshire a victory by 203 runs. Yeah, it is. Now, have a listen to this. Points were Knotts 22, what? Hampshire oh. 4. Yeah, suck shit, Hampshire. Hashim <laughs> <laughs> I've been pretty disappointed. Yeah. He scored nearly 200 runs. Mm. And he got so four third... points for it. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> Why do I bother? <laughs> So third stops uh, Manchester, where Somerset took on Lancashire. Somerset chose to bat first. Uh, they posted four twenty nine, with the main contributors being the seventy five year old Marcus Trescothic, who made a ton. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And George Kevin Bartlett, who made one hundred and ten. <laughs> Somerset's Aussie import Matt Renshaw is turning back into the tortoise, making twenty one of sixty. And Jimmy Anson dyed his hair blonde, so not only was he wickedless, but he looked like a fuckhead while doing it. Oh, why? So oh. I've heard, I, I'm going to start calling him Jim Shady. Oh, nice. Hey, Jim Shady. Yeah, hey, there you go, boys. You can have that. Yeah, you can have that. Thanks, mate. I'll, I'll use that yeah. one next time. 
Uh, Joe Manning took three for 82 for lengths. See, I just thought Jimmy Anderson had seen, had seen a ghost. Mm. Like all cartoon characters, his hair went white. Yeah, so. exactly. Mm. Yeah, like, yeah. Or like that crash test dummy song where the kid was in accident when he came <laughs> yeah. back to school, he had white hair. I'm not that old. That'll really bring the mood down. So Lancashire put up to 492 in reply. The big contributor being South African Dane Velas, who peeled off 235. Jesus. Joe Menny's run of great batting disappeared as he made one. And, uh,. <laughs> Somerset's Jake Leach took a McLewis three far when he got three for 149. Oh, bloody get three for. Oh, get three for. Fucking hell. <laughs> Somerset had another bat, finished up eight to clear for 269, and the match finished in a draw. Yeah, another one. Bullshit. <laughs> and with the retortist Matt Renshaw contributing 20 off 73. Joe yeah, Manning took one wicket with Lanks. Matt, Matt, Lanks, Matt Parkinson taking an Alex Mann Pfeiffer of Pfeiffer 101. Bit shaky. There he is. Points, uh, Lancashire 11, Somerset 10. Last match of the round, we see Yorkshire take on Essex. Yorkshire chose to have a bat first, which is fucking weird. And that would be seen as about just about the, as big a mistake as getting a lift from Ivan Malat, as they were rolled for 50. <laughs> 50? They chose to bat? Yeah. Oh. Joe Root made a duck, sucked in. Pierre Settle took four for seven off three point four overs. Get him back in the test yeah. Yeah. Pierre. In reply, in reply, Essex posted one hundred and forty-two, with no one doing anything special with the bat. But Ali Cook made a duck. Uh, pick of the no, Yorkshire nice. bowlers being Big Tim Bresley took three for twenty-four. Nipples. As Yorkshire went, went out to have another. <laughs> as Yorkshire went out to have another bat, it's fair to say there would have been a few nervous Nipples. boys in the sheds. Oh yes. <laughs> But their, their nerves were put to ease thanks to a century from 22-year-old Harry Brook and another half-century from the ginger cunt who fields with other mitts on, Johnny Bairstow. There he is, Johnny Bairstow. Helping them get to 329 all out. Pierre Siddle claimed four for 65. Pierre. So Essex was set 238 for victory and things were going well until Alistair Cook was dismissed for 26. And there was yeah. barely a whimper after that. Peter Siddle made 24, as Essex were rolled for 146. Handing Yorkshire the comeback victory by 91. So Yorkshire got rolled for 50 yeah, and, and came and back and won. That's fucked. So it was 50, then 140, then 300 and something. Yeah, so it was That's 50, like 142, <laughs> 329, and then 146. So that middle, that yeah. third day, the pitch just evened right out. Pick of the Yorkshire bowlers was Stephen Patterson. He took six for 40. And no, he's not 95 game Collingwood goal sneak. And current member of Morfitt in South Australian Parliament, <laughs> Stephen Patterson. So points for Is Yorkshire. really? Yes, he's the current member for Morfitt in South Australia. So I had to look Fucking up to hell. see how many games he played for Collingwood to, yeah. get, my, to get my little joke in and saw that he was a member of Parliament as well. Yeah. Joke and fun facts. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Always, always teaching people nuts. So uh, <laughs> points were Yorkshire nineteen, Essex three. Three. So they got a bit. They got a bit. I think they got about 0.25 of a point for every Peter Siddle wicket. Uh, so in yeah. summary, in summary, Surrey and Worcester had a draw. Notts beat Hampshire by two hundred and three. Lanks Somerset had a draw. Yorkshire beat Essex by ninety one. So after four rounds, Notts lead the comp with sixty five points. 
Somerset is second with 50. Yorkshire is third with 48. And I think, I haven't got the rest. Worcester is coming last with 21. Yeah, fuck them. So we go over to County Division 2. Now, this is getting towards, the end, of, getting towards the end of my report. See if you can see when I got bored writing this at work. <laughs> so I'm not sure I pinpoint it. Round four starts off in Brighton as gender fluid middle sex took on their cross right sex. Right there, that's where you got fluid. That's a little bit later than this. Took on their cross sex rival Sussex. Middle sex chose to bat first and posted two thirty all out. Australian born English player because apparently stealing the talent from Ireland, Scotland, and South Africa isn't enough. Yep. Sam Robinson made ten. Oh, good. Zimbabwean-born Australian test player. How good is it that Australia as a country can provide an opportunity to someone like that from another nation? (laughs) Fucking oath. Fucking oath. (laughs) Big Hank Cartwright made four. But I am told it was a very entertaining four. Possibly the most entertaining four in the history of county cricket. Yep. Sussex bowler Ollie Robinson snared seven for fifty-eight. Cool. He's a real young, real young chap too, like twenty-one or something like that's that. He me was. Like. That's I think. That's cute. Uh, Sussex posted <laughs> three twenty-eight in reply with Harry, not Aaron Finch, posting one hundred and three. Yeah. Some bloke named James Harris took five for, and my my yeah, my man Big Hank took four for forty-five. The next. Reports, the reports are he could have taken at least eight for if, ha- if Harris wasn't being such a fucking selfish freak. <laughs> yeah, spot on. Hungus. A hungus, mate. Middlesex <laughs> had another bat, put up 322 all out, with key contributors being Nick Gummy Gubbins with 107. And for fuck's sake, just call yourself David Darwood Milan, making 119. <laughs> Big Hank made the most glorious duck you have ever seen. Mm. A couple of blokes oh, took fourthers. Ah, oh, fuck them. <laughs> yeah. Sussex was set 2.30 to win, chased it 7 down to give Sussex the win by three wickets. Nothing too exciting with the bat, but Big Hank took another couple of wickets for Middlesex. Sussex 22 points, Middlesex 4. I don't get it. It was truly the battle of the sexes. Yes, it was. Oh, good game. I still like my cross-sex rivals, but I thought that was good. So do I. (laughs) Next up is Cardiff, as we check in with the matchup between Glamorgan and Hard as a Kent's head. Kent chose to have the field. Kent chose to have a field, and what a choice it was as they rolled the Welsh-based team for 94. Well batted. Sean Marsh uh, made five, and former WA Quick and Glamorgan skipper Michael Hogan made a duck. Kent bowler Darren Stevens took six for 26. Kent posted 174 all out with anyone, with, without anyone really doing anything special with the bat. Pick of the Glenmorgan bowlers was Ross's man on the Gooks, Tim van der Gookton. There he is. <laughs> who took seven. Tim van der Gookton. I haven't heard that name for yeah. a while. He took seven for 42. Oh, yeah, Dutch passport, no doubt. Glenmorgan yeah. uh, fared a little better in the second innings, getting to 274. Smash making 76 before being run out. I cannot confirm if he was run out while celebrating his partner's half century. Yeah. <laughs> He's playing fucking spew grade. What's he doing, the cunt? He should be making hundreds. Uh, Former NZ test bowler Matt Matt Henry took four for 59 for Kent. Kent needed to chase down 195 to get the chocolates, and they did so, and they only lost four poles in the process. Kent win by six wickets. Points, Kent, not Kent, 19, Glamorgan, three. Ha! It's weird. Yeah. weird. Now we head over to Chesterley Street and check in on Fatty Cosgrove's Leicestershire as they took on Durham. Yes. Durham elected to field first and Durham sk- 
Skipper, Paul Collingwood looked like a right fucking clown as po- as Leicester posted 404 <laughs> with big fat Mark Cosgrove making 75 and a few other blokes making 70s as well. Fucking oath. Uh, the Durham Bowlers shared the wickets with Nathan the rim job Remington taking one for 78. <laughs> <laughs> Things went from bad to worse as Durham was, were rolled from 184 with the skipper Collingwood making a blob. Nathan, Nathan Remington made 23. No Aussies bowled for Leicester. Fucking Durham Collingwood ma- should just start playing vets. He's old <laughs> as fuck. He should start jumping off the Westgate. Oh. Yes. Durham were made to follow on, and this is where it gets interesting. In their second innings, Durham made 403 all out. Oh. With the Saffa, Aidan Markham making 94, but the rim job only made a duck. Ugh. Some English boy took a six far. <laughs> Leicester were set 148 to win, and win they did not. As they were rolled oh. for 101, Fat Guts made 10. <laughs> Durham win by Fat 46. <laughs> Durham win by 46 runs. Durham 18 points, Leicester 6. This is where you gave up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fat guts. That's great. And for the final game of the, rock, for the round, we head to Birmingham and check out the clash between Derbyshire and Warwickshire. Derby elected to bat first. Derby would post 318, thanks largely to county stalwart Wayne Madsen, who made 144. I'd never heard of this bloke. He's played 160 county games for over 10,000 first-class runs. Oh, yeah. yeah, but that's, that's only right. two seasons, don't forget, Mick. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the big the big Vic and the man of the moment last uh, podcast, Ryan Sidebottom, felt the other side of the coin going wicketless. Yeah. In reply, Warwickshire made 439. We'd take my bat and go home, Jonathan Trott making 76. <laughs> <laughs> The Shermanator, Ian Bell, made 44. He's still going around. Yeah. Ryan Sidebottom bounced back from his wicketless bowling display to make four not out. Ah. So, oh, well, bad like a shit bottom. Yeah. <laughs> In their second oh, innings, Derby made 209, and Ryan Sidebottom didn't even get a bowl. Oh. Chocolates, meat, boiled rolls. <laughs> uh, Warwickshire needed 89 to win, and they chased it 89 down to give him an eight-wicket victory. Points How many again? Twi- chase it? Two. Two. Yeah, which gives him an eight-wicket victory. So, yeah, you said 89 down. Oh, sorry. They, 80, they needed 89 to win, and they did it two wickets down. Oh, yeah. Sweet. Happy days over that. Yeah. Uh, Warwickshire, 23 points. Derbyshire, five. Some, in summary, Sussex beat Middlesex by three wickets. Kent beat Glamorgan by six. Durham beat Leicester by 46, and Warwickshire beat Derby by eight wickets. Nice. After four rounds, Warwickshire is on top with 55 points, followed by Sussex on 51 and Kent on 41. Uh, North Ants bring up the tail with 10 points. So they haven't all... That's the uh, end of the that will travel. They haven't all played even games yet, so the points are a little bit misleading because yep. um, I don't know about... The top grade has even teams, I think, but the bottom, the bottom grade has even teams, but they only play seems to be four games around, but there's 10 teams, so two teams over by. Oh, okay. So like not so like um, North Ants didn't play in round four. They didn't seem to play in fucking round three. Three, I yeah. Don't know. They just they got rained out in one of their games. They got a yeah, bad. Okay. So that's maybe why they, they played folded. in round three. Maybe, maybe, maybe they uh, held down an opposition bat and beat him with a cricket bat. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. yeah, fucking potentially, Mick. But uh, right. yeah, that Good that stuff. is the end of this segment. Good work, Mick. Oh, excellent. We've that got was a good. couple of little things to cover off now. Uh, 
Smith and Warner have been cleared to play club cricket. (laughs) But Cameron Bancroft will need an exemption to play for his club Perth this season. I really couldn't give a shit about that. Let's move on. On on another interesting note before you do move on, um, Bancroft and Warner got reached out to by the Northern Territory Cricket Association, which basically plays a winter comp to see if they were interested in playing up there. If they were smart, I reckon they would, because it would partially endear them to the Australian public. Yeah, going to do some tough hard yards up in a sort of... Mm. For like two weeks and then go back home. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, but it just makes them look good. Um, Tim Payne says that all three of them are welcome back into the Australian setup. He's Tim not selected now. So he could fuck off. No, he said if they're selected and he no <laughs> doubt they'll bat well and get back in, they're all welcome and there's no rift at <laughs> all with David Warner. That's fucking 18 months away. Tim Payne won't be in the side then. doesn't matter. Yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> His uh, chalk fingers will snap again. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Ross. Has he have axed Cameron Boyce, the Rolls Boyce, and yeah. Ben no. Slam Dunk? Oh, Ben Dunk. So, uh, so Slam Dunk is. How many years is he on at uh, the Stars? Four or five or something? Oh, yeah. 37. Another great signing by Trent Woodhill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's got one of those 37 year contracts, I think. All <laughs> oh, right. Uh, Andrew Feckety has also left. Got the job oh, at Camberwell. Yeah, yeah. Andrew Pez Perrin has been uh, uh, not continued either. So. Um, Oh, there was a good line here, something about... Yeah, Boyce played for Australia's former T20 spinner. No good anymore. No. How old is he? He'd be pretty old. Nah. nah. No, I don't think he's that old. old. Really? 28, 30. Yeah. Seems to be around forever. Yeah. No, I'd agree with that. It's because we talk about him yes. in the podcast all the time. He's got a good nickname. Yeah, Rolls Boyce. Yeah. yeah. See, Farwa... Good. Farwell yeah, got the yeah, chop from Victoria as well. Yeah. Uh, there, was a, there was a line yeah, in here somewhere actually, outlining um, yeah. the amazing fall of um, Ben Dunk, but I uh, can't see it now. Okay. Yeah, so he's... he's oh, pretty sure. Well, he was, he was, was, was he like the golden helmet of the oh. BBL like two years ago or something? Yeah. He's yeah. leading Shield run scorer three seasons ago, but yeah. having played just five Shield games in 2016-17, he didn't play first-class cricket last summer and misfired in the JLT One Day Cup. That is amazing. Leading mm. run score in the Shield three seasons ago. Gone. We'd be saying the same thing about Nick Madison, except he got picked for the T20 yeah. side. <laughs> yeah. Madison's pretty much exactly the same thing. Well, he's out of the New South Wales squad, and Gorinda Sandu, my man, moves from New South Wales to Tassie as predicted. As an offie or a medium pacer? <laughs> as a keeper. <laughs> as he's an off spinner, he bats a little bit. He walked into his new club. So what do you do, Grinder? Oh, I was a keeper at my old club. <laughs> well, he, he has got fresh a pair of gloves in the kit bag. Yeah, yeah. If there's one the team that's short of wicket keepers, they just lost Dunk. They've got to fill their quota up. They need a fifth one. They need a fifth keeper. It's the, be- it's the best way to get a game at Tassie. Oh, yeah, I'm a keeper. Yeah. That's why everyone tried it. Uh, and to finish on a positive, Ireland played their first ever test match starting Friday in Ireland. Ed Joyce looks like he's going to play, which will yep. he'll be 39 years old with 21 seasons of first-class cricket behind him. Oh, and he'll fucking and, smashed. Yeah, and he'll break <laughs> he'll break Bryce McGain's record as being the oldest debutant of the last yeah, like 10, 20 years. Because the other guy was like, there was a 40-year-old bloke 
back in like the yes, 70s like or something. 48 or something. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yes. yeah. The other um, one. Sorry, Ross, you yes. go. Boyd Rankin, the yes, bowler who Boyd played Rankin. the fifth Ashes Test in Sydney in the 2013-14 whitewash. He yeah. will play for Ireland, it looks like, too. So yeah. he will be the only one who's played for England and Ireland because Ed Joyce only played one day. Yeah. How's, it, um, how's uh, Owen Morgan going? He can't get a game <laughs> test for two countries now. Is he getting better fuck with? But uh, Boyd Rankin... Sorry, Ross. Keep going. Boyd Rankin will be the first player since Kepler Vessels to represent two mm. Test Nations mm. and the 15th right. ever to do it. Wow. Yeah. Shit. It's pretty cool. Mm. And the O'Brien brothers, Kevin and Niall O'Brien, look like they will play as well. So Are they still going? Yeah. They're not that old. Yeah. Well, who, the, who was Kevin the O'Brien's Gypsy? the redhead who hit that 100 off 50 balls against England. Yeah, I remember him. Yeah. Please tell me that Trent Johnson's still floating around. No, he's not. He's, he's <laughs> sacked as coach of New South Wales. He's from Wollongong, that bloke. Yeah. Is Conor McGregor playing? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Mate, if he, can swing that, a cricket, um, if, he can, if he can swing a cricket bat like he swings a fucking bin, he'll be all right. <laughs> I heard Jared Haynes playing. <laughs> it's always been it's his always dream been to his play dream. cricket for Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I guess, uh, I mean, he didn't quite get to the Super Bowl, so why not go for next best? That's yeah. what we call a recall hey, in the it, business, mate. fellas. So that um, test match isn't being shown live on Foxtel in Australia, which had the entire Twitter community up in fucking arms, which I don't yeah, really understand. That, oh, it's good that everyone got upset, but it's not like we don't. It's not like we show every Bangladesh test, and we yeah. chose not to. No. Show, Foxtel chose not to show this. But what they have done in reply, Foxtel, is whoever's broadcasting it, they've purchased a two-and-a-half to three-and-a-half-hour highlight show, which they'll show nice. each day. So if you yeah. really want to find you've got to hunt around because it swaps channels every day. I've gone through and actually put it on my, on my Foxtel box to record because I actually do want to have a... Mainly the first day, I want to have a bit of a look and see yeah. what it's like. Mm. But um, So if you do have Foxtel, it's the first... I think it's on Friday. It's on, like... Channel 503 or 504. No, 504 is a footy channel. It's not on there. 503, I think. It's yeah. about 10.30 a.m. or something like that. And then it jumps around the stations. But if you basically go to... If you've got Foxtel, you go to your search menu, you put in cricket... Yeah, um, Ross. I-R-L, and, it, and all the days come up. So that'll help you That'll help you find it on Foxtel, Ross. Um, <laughs> Nick, so they're playing... Man, instead man. of, say, a six-hour coverage, they're playing a three-hour coverage. Yeah, so they're basically... They're basically... Um, they take out all the bullshit, yeah. which is what they used to do when they had... When they used to do the highlight shows for yeah. Australian test matches. So the test would stop in Australia at, like, six o'clock. Yeah. And then from, like, say, six to eight or six to nine... There would be a highlight, so it would take out the lunch break and the tea break, obviously, yeah, yeah. and it would, it would take out like an over, like if there was like a maiden or something like that, it would take yeah, the whole yeah, thing. They, they kept the drinks breaks in though; they're my favourite. Yeah, they kept yeah, them yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they showed they showed they, 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 they showed Johnny Walker ads. Yeah, oh, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was just going to say like, that seems funny. What else do they play for the other three hours? It's so important. Yeah, oh, um, I don't know. Because it'll Nothing. be on like, the esoteric channels, right? Yeah, they wouldn't yeah. chuck it on. But you know what Fox does, like, mate, they've got that fucking much going on. It's not funny. Yeah, yeah, okay. True. Like, Fox Sports actually does have a lot going on. So. Yeah. No, good but, one. Yeah, so that will be on. So everyone in Australia who lost their minds on Twitter, you can find it. <laughs> so the people complaining that it's only a highlight show. 
Get a fucking life and find a stream online if you want to yeah. watch it that badly. Fly to Ireland if you want to fucking watch it. Just, uh, just say <laughs> good word. fucking point. Just say words at <laughs> random, maybe just yeah. know, letters and stuff like crickhd.com. Yeah. Just at random, probably mm. a good place to start. <laughs> <laughs> just come top me <laughs> Cricktime.hd. But I do, I just love that, like, when something like this happens, it was like with the Bangladesh thing, like the whole fucking Twitter fucking cricket Illuminati yeah. fucking just lose their fucking minds. It's yeah. like, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. This is a test no, match between no. Ireland and Pakistan. Come on. Yeah, but I'd watch it. Who expects I it to be on TV? Yeah, look, don't get me wrong. But, I'll watch but who expects watch it, it to too. be on TV? Come on. But that's no, the that's point. True. I didn't expect it to be on. Oh, good. Hmm. On that note, it brings us to a close on <laughs> all major social media and podcasting platforms. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, and Twitter at Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. We've got our website. We've got this and that. We've got merchandise, Redbubble, <laughs> Mid-Off Podcast. Search it up. Well, I think we're still get... on Tumblr for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tumblr, Tumblr. Hey, don't forget Grinder. We're on Grinder. Yeah, we're on Grinder. Yeah, <laughs> on Grinder. I think we just got on. I think we just got on Tinder in Perth as well. Yeah, no, my word, we did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't forget to buy the Australian Cricket socks. Podcast list. You know, Mick, during the week, there's the Australian Podcast Awards. Where was our invite? <laughs> I don't know. I'm working we're, on it. I'm working. We're on, on at least two. Me. We're on. If you put in, if we're on at least two great Australian podcast Facebook slash websites. I don't know how we missed out on getting an award. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Boys, boys, I promise yeah. you, by the next award ceremony, we'll be there. I've got my bees in the hive doing their work. <laughs> trust me, trust me, I am on it. Is this going to have to cost us a thousand dollars a head to get to this? Yeah, trust probably. me, I don't give away the secrets. I'm on it. Thanks to Rinai yeah. Infinity. This has been the Mid Off Cricket Podcast. <laughs> it's bye for now. Thanks for listening. <laughs> See ya. See ya. That wasn't shit. That was Hit it. Yeah, that was pretty good. It was good.